Amazon Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters. Presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, this is Mrs. Kovach. Today I'm going to read some pages from the book, I Hurt You, You Haunt Me by Lisa Schroeder. This book is written in short poems, so we'll get through quite a few of them within the next 10 minutes. The back of the book says, girl meets boy, girl loses boy, girl gets boy back, sort of. Ava can't touch or see him unless she's dreaming. She can't hear his voice except for the faint whispers in her mind. Most would think she's crazy, but she knows he's here. Jackson, the boy Ava thought she spent the rest of her life with. He's back from the dead as proof that love truly knows no bounds. A Day of Black. I've never been to a funeral until today. I see dazzling arrangements of yellow and red and purple flowers with long green stems. I see a stained glass window with a white dove, a yellow sun, and a blue sky. I see a gold cross standing tall and shiny and brilliant, and I see black. Black dresses, black pants, black shoes, black Bibles. Black is my favorite color. Jackson asked me about it one time. Ava, why do you like pink? Or why don't you like yellow? Or blue? I love black, I said. It suits me. I suit you, he said, and then he kissed me. I'm not so sure I love black anymore. Colorless. And then beyond the flowers, beneath the stained glass windows, beside the cross, I see a white casket. I see red burning love disappear forever. Broken promises. My mom reaches over and pulls my hand from my mouth where I chew on the little flap of skin along the side of my thumb since I have no more nails left to chew on. An ugly habit, one I promised Jackson I would break. I wonder, do you have to keep your promises to a dead person? My mom holds my hand in hers as the music starts to play. Jackson's smiling face appears on the screen as we hear Eric Clapton's haunting song, Tears in Heaven. It's not long before the tears in heaven make their way to my eyes, so I close them for a second. And from out of nowhere, I'm in his car by his side, music playing, windows rolled down. I kick off my shoes and put my bare feet on the dashboard and put my hand in his. Never leave me, okay, I say to him. Okay, he tells me. He squeezes my hand and that seals the deal. My gaze returns to the beautiful boy on the screen while my thumb returns to my mouth. He broke my promise. I can break mine. I will always remember. The minister speaks. It's hard when a young life is tragically cut short, but we must celebrate the life that was Jackson's. Look around at the friends and family who love Jackson Montgomery. You will keep the memory of him alive. There is one memory that floods my brain every five minutes. It reminds me over and over and over again. I'm the reason my boyfriend is gone. Memories might keep him alive, but they might kill me. No words. After the service, people get in line to tell the family, I'm sorry, he was so young, and let me know if I can do anything. I'm one of the first people in line because I want to get it over with. My, his mom is there, and I try to say I'm sorry like I'm supposed to, but the words won't come from my brain to my mouth like they're supposed to. She looks at me and I feel her eyes piercing my heart, making it hurt even more. She probably blames me like I blame myself and I can't blame her for that. She tries to smile. She asks politely with no feeling because she has to say something. Are you okay, Ava? 
I nod, but inside my heart is screaming and kicking and stomping and throwing a tantrum like a two-year-old because I'm definitely not okay. She hugs me, a quick hug, a fake hug. I'm only hugging you because I don't know what else to do, hug. Next, I hug the people Jackson loved most in the whole wide world, his sister and then his brother. I tell myself to be strong. I should be strong for them, but I'm not. I sob into Daniel's jacket. Shh, he whispers, you're going to get through this. Just like his brother, always thinking about me and not himself. And after that, I stand alone with my mom and wait to leave. There's no line of people coming up to me to say, I'm sorry, or he was so young, or let me know if I can do anything. It feels like everyone is looking at me. What are they thinking? Do I even want to know? And then, like an unexpected rain shower on a day that's so dry you can't breathe, there's Callie squeezing me tight and Jessa holding my hand and Zoe rubbing my back. And in that moment, I realize a circle of love is 10 times better than a procession of sorries. The boy, another procession. This time, a line of cars driving to the cemetery. Mom calls dad on his cell. He's on a business trip to Paris. He offers to come home. I told him it would be okay. I have mom. And besides, what could he do? I hear mom say, it's a beautiful service. She's hanging in there. Wish you could be here. Want to talk to Ava? I shake my hand and wave my head and tell her no. There's nothing to say. She hasn't said already. I guess she's tired right now. I make myself drift back to a happier time. Jackson come to our school in the late fall from a different school in a different town. He's the boy with the shaved head and a little goatee. He looks old for a junior. The four of us, Callie, Jessa, Zoe, and me talk about him at lunch eating tacos, Callie's favorite. Maybe he has cancer, Jessa said, and lost his hair. That's terrible, Callie said. Maybe he thinks it looks good, Zoe said. On him, I said, it does look good. The spiced up my life. When you meet someone so different from yourself, in a good way, you don't even have to kiss to have fireworks go off. It's like fireworks in your heart all the time. I always wondered, do opposites really attract? Now I know for sure they do. I've grown up going to the library as often as most people go to the grocery store. Jackson didn't need to read about exciting people and places. He went out and found them. He created excitement for himself. If there wasn't any to be found, the things I like are pretty simple. Burning CDs around themes like songs to get your groove on and tunes to a fix a broken heart. Watching movies, baking cookies, and swimming. It's like I was a garden salad with light vinaigrette and Jackson was a platter of seafood Cajun pasta. Alone we were good. Together we were fantastic. The final goodbye. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I think this is where I'm supposed to say goodbye. Is that what everyone's thinking? Goodbye, Jackson, rest in peace. That's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I hate goodbyes. Let us pray, the minister says. Dear God, what can I do? He didn't deserve this. Can we bring him back? Is there anything that will bring him back? Please, amen. I look around. If tears could bring him back, there'd be enough to bring him back a hundred times. It's not fair. Mom takes my hand and leads me back to the car. And all I can think about is how my boyfriend will soon be underground. He'll be laying there alone in the dirt. Mom asks me if I want to go to the Montgomery house where people will gather to eat and talk and remember. I can't believe people feel like eating and talking. Those are the last things I want to do. Life goes on, honey, Mom says. As we pull away, my eyes stay glued to the casket. It's proof that sometimes life does not go on. 
As two names, no more. Ava plus Jackson equals true love forever. I love Jackson. J loves A. A loves J. Scribbles I made on my notebook. I studied the words on the purple notebook like I used to study Jackson's face when he wasn't looking. When we got home, Mom suggests I write my feelings, basically keep a journal. But I can't stop staring at the scribbles and thinking about how they used to be true, but not anymore. Now it's just Ava. No more Jackson. No more true love forever. I turn the tear-spattered cover. I put the pen to the page, and all I can write is Jackson, Jackson, and Jackson. Jump in. I started swimming about the time I traded my bottle for a sippy cup. Mom took me to a baby me class at the pool. She said I was a natural in the water, and she wondered if I was actually a mermaid. By high school, I was swimming competitively on the swim team. Jackson came and watched me swim many times. This is where it started. I dare you to jump off the high dive, he said one day after practice. You know I'm afraid of heights. Exactly. That's why I'm daring you. I couldn't disappoint my boyfriend. I climbed the ladder, making sure I didn't look down. I inched my way to the edge of the board, and then I crossed my fingers, closed my eyes, said a prayer, and jumped. My stomach flew to my throat as the air rushed around me and threw me until I hit the hard water. I did it, I yelled, and I climbed out of the pool. He brought me a towel and simply said, that's my girl. Nothing to do now. This summer, I could have made money at my second home. I could have sat by the pool in my suit, pretending to watch kids to guard lives while I thought about him. But accidents happen that way, and my life doesn't need any more accidents. So today, I quit my job. Mom asked me, what are you going to do all summer? I just shrug, lashing out. Nick, my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend pre-Jackson calls me. Ava? Yeah? I've been thinking about you. Are you okay? Nick? That's a ridiculous question. Is there anything I can do? Nope, not a thing. Goodbye, Nick. Click. Why did I do that? He was just trying to be nice. I'm such a jerk. Is being a jerk one of the five stages of grief? Wishful thinking. I'm sitting on the porch swing, thinking of how Jackson and I used to sit and swing together. The stars are duller than an old pocket knife that used to sparkle like a five-carat diamonds. I wonder, is heaven up... In the stars, beyond the stars? Can Jackson see them like I see him? Is he wishing like I'm wishing to see him again? Starlight, star bright, he said the first time we sat together. Make my wish come true tonight, I said. That's not how it goes. Why drag it out, I asked. He laughed. So what's your wish? The time would stop and we could stay like this forever. Tough wish, he said. What about you, I asked. Let's see. I'm hungry. How about a cheeseburger? How romantic, I told him. Change your wish to a chocolate shake and we're set. We went to the In-N-Out Burger after that. He got his wish. I didn't get mine.